Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for all things happy in the new year. Yes, exactly. Um, This is the show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, uh, pick a topic every week, and then we go our separate ways. And I come up with incredible ideas with which to get rich on said topic. Then we come together in the studio. Yep. And we release those ideas into the wild. Full release. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We release those ideas into the wild we yeah. give them full release we could keep them to ourselves <laughs> and we get could. rich ourselves that is true and uh we haven't no ever no because our desire while we do want to get rich uh we also i think are uh people who like to help we we are we are uh good souls and we are here to make the world a better place yeah and the way we do that is by giving you these ideas. Yeah. With no, well, I was going to say no strings attached, but that's not 100% true. It's not. But nothing up front. Nothing up front. We're like a layaway plan. Yeah, we're improving the world one billionaire at a time. That's right. We are a financial layaway plan uh, where you take our ideas, but no money down. No money down. No money down. And you take our ideas, you get stinking filthy rich off of them. It's disgusting. Because they are ideas that will make you stinking filthy rich. Yeah. And then, only then. Only at that point. After you've gotten stinking filthy rich. So much money. Off of the ideas we've given you. Yeah. Only So generously. Yeah, generously. In the giving spirit for the holiday season and all seasons. Yeah. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, then and only then. Yeah. At that point only. Do you, as you're kicking back yeah. in your big office, in your big house, behind your big walls, keeping all the little people out. Yeah. And you're going through remembering the good times. Yeah. What it was like when you were poor. Oh, but how simpler it was at that point. And what turned it all around for you when you... You're remembering your origin story. Listen to our program. Yeah. Program. 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 And the bell went off in your head when one of our incredible ideas on one of our amazing topics just dinged. Yeah. Connected with you. When we we blew in your ear and, and blew the dust... Off your poor brain uh-huh. and revealed inside the shiny, rich brain that you always knew was there. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're like the worst motivational speaker <laughs> ever. What do you mean? That's the best. Yeah. Okay. I think you and da- Daniel Alley uh-huh. should uh, come together and put out some stuff together. Oh, man. Man. Dude, you might be replaced. Uh, that, <laughs> I would love to hear that podcast. <laughs> I would love to hear that conversation. <laughs> would, I wonder if we could get him uh, on the show. Where does he live? I think he lives in Jersey or New York. He was born in the Bronx, apparently. Do this, man. Make this happen. <laughs> but like, you know, all his, all his TEDx's that he does are in Bergen Community College. Okay. So he's got to be in the area. Uh-huh. <sighs> Make it happen. I think that would be, uh, I don't know, could we do it? I think we could. With like a, a straight face? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll research it. We'll do the whole show straight. Yeah. 100%. Um. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> and then we'll pitch him our ideas, yeah, and see what he says, and like, yeah. Oh God. Okay, we have new goals, squad yeah. goals. Yeah, New Year's goals. Squad new goal. Year's resolution is to get Daniel Alley on the show. Yeah. Um, if any of you out there know Daniel Alley, yeah, uh, tell him we love him. Yes, we do, and that we want him on the show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Back to back to what it is we do. Yeah. Uh. We give you these ideas. Yeah. You take them. You, you get rich. Whatever Noel said about blowing in your ear. Blow and, the dust off your poor right. brain. Your, the poor <laughs> the, dust, dust off your rich brain. Right. There you go. Blowing yeah. the poor dust off your rich brain. Yeah. And uh, uh, you get ridiculously rich, and you're thinking about that as you're sitting back in your chair, and you go, if it wasn't for those guys yeah. at Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, I wouldn't have everything I have now. I'm going to give them a token yeah. of appreciation. Josh, here's a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? I'm rich. I'm rich who? I'm rich. Now here's your 10%. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> That's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to give us 10%. You're That's right. tithe us as if we are the preachers and you are the congregation. That's right. And you want to keep this church of getting rich quick running. We we took your poor, broken financial body mm-hmm. and made it bionic. <laughs> we built it better and stronger. Yeah. We did. We did do that. <laughs> and so that's all we ask, guys, 10%. <laughs> no money up front. I mean, really no money up front. Yeah. We ask for no money up front. You tell me, anyone who does that, you tell me, you go through all, does Tony Robbins <laughs> get no money up front? Doubt it. Does uh, uh, Ty Lopez get no money up front? Doubt it. Does Daniel Alley get no money up front? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Does, uh, 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 I don't know, who are the big motivational speakers? Does Dr. Wayne Dyer get no money up front? Probably not. No, none of them. None of them. None of these guys who have the ways to make you rich or yeah. healthy or whatever the fuck it is that they do, yeah. none of them say, just have it. Yeah. And then when you're rich, then when you're healthy, yeah. then when my system has been proven to work for you, then you pay me. Yeah, no, it's not going to be 30 bucks or 200 bucks or 500 bucks. It could be millions of bucks. Yeah. But that just seems fair to me. You know, it, it, it's like you have an itchy back. And we scratch you with both hands as uh-huh. hard as we can on uh-huh. the back. And then later one day, our back itches. You only have to scratch us with one finger, one-tenth of those ten fingers. 
So you're saying it's a you scratch my back, I scratch your back? Only with one finger. Only with one, or I scratch your back. With two hands. With <laughs> Boiling this down to a single sentiment is becoming difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like an I scratch your back with two hands situation, yeah. and you scratch my back with one finger. Yeah. Situation. It's like I give you a dozen eggs. Uh huh. Later on down the line, you give me one point two eggs. <laughs> uh, it just dawned on me that one finger is a tenth of the well, yeah, amount of fingers. I exactly. did, it didn't cross my mind. I there thought it go. was just because. Yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, uh, you need to blow the dust <laughs> off of my brain. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we do, guys. Yeah. We get you rich. You we give us 10%. You and you give us 10%. It seems pretty simple. In a seems, nutshell. Yeah. Despite the ramblings of the madmen that are on the mic right now, yeah, uh, it's pretty straightforward. So there you go. Um, but it's been a while since I've seen Noel. It has. Uh, Holidays gone, have passed. That's right. Well, no, we're, we still have one more holiday coming. But a holiday passed. But a holiday has passed. Yeah. Two holidays have actually passed. Okay. Chinooka. Okay. My holiday. And I don't and know what do Christmas, you call, what my do you, holiday. What do you call your holiday? Xmas. Uh, Xmas. I never heard of it. Uh uh-huh. Some weird uh like for some I never understood that one. It always seemed small to me. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people pay much attention to it. Yeah, that's true. Uh <clears throat> anyway, uh yeah. Noel was in Chicago. I was here in New York for I the was? holidays. And uh so I haven't seen him. Until just now. Yeah. And so as I do at this moment, every week, yeah, I say, hey, Noel. Yeah. How's your week, man? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I was thinking about something. Oh, boy, I bet you were. I was. What? So I, uh, at one point, was uh, in this improv group. It was kind of a just uh, one that we had put together with friends uh, called uh, Late Night Riddlin was the name of our group. R-I-D-D-L-I-N apostrophe or I-R-I-T? Ritalin. Ritalin like yeah. the drug. Yeah. Not Ritalin like riddle me this, Batman. No, but that would have been good. Yeah. I like stupid punny names. Yeah, well, Noel uh, Deneen. There's no pun there. It's uh, stupid in a name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then we started, uh, we, we performed around, but then we started performing with this theater called uh, Above Kleptomania. Uh-huh. And they moved around to various spaces, but uh, w- the first one we were at with them mm-hmm. was in Above Show World. The in, Show World Center in Times Square? Show World in Times Square, mm-hmm. the peep show place. Yeah. Uh, and you had to walk in the front door of Show World uh, and go up the steps mm-hmm. into a room where they used to have live sex shows or something like that. Yeah, they did. They strippers were up there. Yeah, and um, appa- I I wasn't there when they first started doing shows there, but apparently the first show they did, someone masturbated in the audience. <laughs> uh, but wow, I I feel like that's a good sign. Yeah, oh, like that's a sign you're killing. Lo- you are you're killing. killing. If someone is actually blowing a load, yeah, like you know, it's not. It's beyond it's laughter. It's the full at that range point. of the yeah. total <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we used to have to bark for the shows. Uh huh. So we'd be out right on the corner, forty second and eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd be like, "Hey, you know, come on, see our show." Blah blah blah. And uh, <laughs> and 
our whole goal all the time was to try and get people that didn't speak English <laughs> to go in thinking that they were going to a sex show. Uh-huh. And we wouldn't say anything uh-huh. that wasn't true, but we'd just be like, oh, yeah, 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 up here. Oh, yeah. And we, I got once this one, uh, they were like Japanese, this uh-huh. couple. They were like five feet from the door. And then they turn and like ran. They were a couple? They were up inside. Yeah, it was it was two people, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. So uh, not like a, a man and a woman couple. No, I don't think so. Right. Uh but man, we we would so hard just try to get people that didn't speak English to come see the show thinking they were going to a sex show. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it would have been an improv show and it would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> for five minutes till the audience is entirely made up of people who have no idea what's going on they're shouting out okay we need a uh a food a food does anyone speak english yeah can you tell me can you give us a food uh-huh and just dead silence i would have loved it would you have loved uh, that? i would have would loved you it. love that yeah i would have oh, that's terrible you're mean to your fellow uh i'm improvers. not no. no it would have been awesome yeah i was a barker uh-huh. You know, that was like one of my, after I dropped out of college, I ended up as a barker at... Uh, a professional barker? Yeah, like that was my job. Really? I was a barker for a club, a jazz club on Bleecker Street called the Village Gate. Okay. And I used to stand outside. It was a very famous jazz club. Lots of great musicians played there. They had three floors going on all the time. And I would stand out front and I'd be shouting out, live jazz right here at the Village Gate, no cover charge on the terrace, come on in. And then I'd shout, you know, comedy upstairs, da-da-da, downstairs, whatever the revolving show, which was the main room in the uh-huh. Rathskeller down in the, in the basement was. And, you know, because I was loud and I would do this for like six hours uh-huh. a day. And uh, the people who lived above the Village Gate hated me. <laughs> And they used to dump shit on top of me. And one guy dumped a bucket full of like rotten eggs Ugh. and stuff. And then there was one time because the 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 top of the gate, this was like in the heart of the comedy boom uh-huh. in New York in the 80s. And so the top of the gate, which had been a jazz room that sat about 250 to 300 people, they turned into a comedy club. Uh-huh. And... It became part of the cycle for all the guys who are now like huge comedians now, but worked all the all the local clubs back then. So Louis C.K. would play there all the time and Mark Marin would play there all the time and, you know, just name it. But so I would stand outside and I would see these guys all the time. And one time Louis C.K. and Mark Marin are standing right next to me while I am barking and they're trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Mark Marin looks at me and goes, think you keep it down and i'm like this is what i do man like i you know you got to go down the street and he Uh just looked at me and said "Hmm, good gig how's that working out for you (laughs) (laughs) and i was like at a very low point (laughs) at my 18 year old life i had just crashed i just fucking completely crashed and burned out of college Uh and man i was so miserable when he did that it like cut me deeply prick (laughs) You know, we also did shows at another place in Times Square uh-huh. uh, called uh, Sage Theater, right? The the above Kleptomania moved there, mm-hmm. and that was was at, there like, ever a place called Kleptomania that they were performing above? No. Like, what was the ne- meaning of that name? I don't know. It's a terrible name. Yeah, uh, and we would bark there too, and mm-hmm. that was at like Forty Six and Seventh, mm-hmm. 
And you could actually get a lot of people in there from Barkin. Right there. Yeah, around there, sure. All the tourists and yeah. everything like that. I mean, that's what, if you walk up there now, even, there's all those like little comedy clubs, and yeah. there are guys just snapping out, uh, snapping out flyers all the time now. Yeah. It's a different beast there. It's such, it was always such a weird area. Yeah. Like it was such a weird combination of like tourists and then just like the sleaziest shit yeah. on the face of the universe. Like I remember we would go when I was younger, we would go. All the movie theaters there, they were not all porno theaters. Okay. There were a lot of, it was sort of like movie theater, porno theater, movie theater, porno theater, movie theater, all down 42nd Street between Broadway and like 8th Avenue. But it was just the skeeviest street on the face of the universe. And you could get anything on 42nd Street. Like we would go sometimes, uh, because the movie theaters would do like double features uh-huh. and charge like four bucks, three bucks. So we would sometimes just go to these sleazy, shitty movie theaters to go see movies cheaply. Um, but you'd be walking down 42nd Street and you would take one step and you'd have girls propositioning to you to fuck them. Then you'd take another step and someone would be offering to sell you guns. Then you'd take another step and really? someone would be offering to sell you uh, drugs. Uh-huh. I mean, whatever you wanted, you could get on 42nd Street. It was really kind of crazy. And then they just they just bombed it all down. Yeah, You know, Giuliani made the deal with all the corporations and just got rid of... Uh, Got rid of 42nd Street as we know it. But it was interesting to me that all that was going on, and then you had sort of the Times Square area and all the uh, uh, theaters that were uh, for plays, mm-hmm. right, live theater, and it was just filled with tourists. Yeah. Filled with tourists in all kinds of life. It was just such a strange explosion of of all that shit just sort of meeting in that one place. Yeah. There, was, there used to be... <laughs> All these uh, arcades uh-huh. there. And we used to go when we were like 14, 15 years old, and we'd go to the arcade, and it was just manned with teenagers and pedophiles. <laughs> <clears throat> and we would milk the pedophiles for quarters uh-huh. to play the video games. And, you know, they were thinking like, um, you know, uh, as they were giving us money, they'd get a little sort of like more aggressive. And then at some point, one of us would scream out, stop touching me. Are you trying to fuck me, you pedophile? And they would freak out and run away. And we would get 40, 60, sometimes $80 worth of games out of these guys. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. And we were not the only ones doing it. And then, then there were kids that were lots of hustlers in those yeah. places. It was a crazy, it was a little nuts and dangerous. Like, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Now I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Back then it just seemed like, yeah, sure, it's New York. Yeah. Um, but Times Square, man. That's right. It's an amazing place. Which is funny because it's coming up on New Year's. Yeah. And you know what happens on New Year's in New York City, Noel? The ball drops in Times Square. That's right. And our topic today is... Is Times Square. How to get rich with it. Get your sleazy money. Mm-hmm. Or your Disney money. Yeah. From the crossroads of America. That's right. A crossroads of the, of the world. world. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. I did not know this. I was... While well, I was doing our research, I did not know that Times Square was named after the New York Times. Oh, yeah. The Times Building. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. It's not time apostrophe s. It's times as yeah, in New York Times. No, but I didn't know that because yeah. they were they in 1904. Yeah, they had built a a high rise, a skyscraper there, or the equivalent of uh-huh. in that time, and moved up there, and it had originally been known as Long Acre Square. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you go back in the history of New York and how things have changed and things that you think. You know, you grow up your whole life seeing something as one thing, and then you realize that, like, oh, God, no, this all changed. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it was basically a big advertising for to- the New York Times yeah. at Times Square. Anyway. So Times Square, no. Times Square. This guy, we're going to get rich with it, guys. How? Uh, so, uh, you know, historically, it's it's been a sleazy place. Problem area. Uh, and cleaning up Times Square began a long time ago. The attempts, uh, nineteen ten. Mayor William J. Gaynor imposed. Uh, I remember him. A he was 1 a good mayor. A.M. curfew on most bars and dance halls in Times Square to prevent quote lavicious orgies. Lavicious. Yep. Lavicious. Yep. Lascivious. Maybe I spelt that wrong. <laughs> Maybe the lascivious orgies. Lavicious is like a terrible name for a child. Yeah. Sid Lavicious. This, this is my baby, Lavicious. Yeah. Uh, flange, flange, Sid Lavicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1913, an estimated... Th- this is just a different fact I had read, and I mm-hmm. threw this in here. In 1913, an estimated 150,000 daily visits to prostitutes took place every day in Times Square. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, 1927, Wales Theater Law passed. Gave the city power to revoke the license for one year of any theater that produced a drama depicting or dealing with sex perversion or degeneracy. What? Yep. No live sex acts. Uh, July 31st, 1928, speakeasy owner Texas Guinan Tex Guinan, yes. Uh, and more than 100 others were arrested for violating the Volstead Act. Mm-hmm. Volstead Act. Uh, 1937, police commissioner Paul Moses targeted burlesque halls for raids and shut many down. Mm. In 1942, Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia ordered raids on pinball parlors. Within a week, 1,500 summonses were issued. And more than 2,000 pinball machines were scrapped for metal to help produce arms for the war. Wow. Pinball. Yeah, yeah pinball. pinball. was seen as the thing. Not the pedos that were feeding the kids the money to play the pinball. No. Nope. It was the pinball machines themselves. Yep. Uh, despite this, Times Square continued to slide. John Chellen said in his book, Go, that in 1952, the place looked like some strange social club for grifters, dope passers, Petty thieves, aging whores, and derelicts. A.K.A. your apartment. And that's in 1952. Yep. In the first half of 1971 alone, there were 3,174 arrests for prostitution and 2,847 for loitering for the purpose of prostitution. Mm-hmm. By the late 1970s, people began to see that the only way to clean up Times Square was to redevelop it. Hmm. One of the first plans was called Cityscape by a man named Frederick Pappert, and he wanted to turn the area into a theme park with rides and everything, right? Uh, Mayor Koch backed another plan, and massive development projects began. 
And then in 1992, Disney signed a long-term lease for the new Amsterdam Theater. Uh, 2009, they began shutting down traffic in Times Square. 2011, smoking's banned in Times Square. Now, Times Square is a family-friendly tourist paradise. It really is. Yeah. To make money, we all need to get ahead of the curve and predict the inevitable next steps for what's going to happen. The there. what next steps? Inevitable. Okay. So I read an article about baby-proofing your home, <laughs> right? Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to, what you're going to do, dear listener. We're already at the conclusion here. We're getting there, yeah. Okay. Uh, you are going to cover all hard surfaces and soft covers, right? Those rubber mats that are in playgrounds. In your home? No. Or in Times Square? In Times Square. Okay, all right. We're gonna, I'm sorry. We're, we are going to sell those rubber mats. To, to cover all the sidewalks, wrap around light poles. We're going to round all sharp corners. Mm-hmm. So if there's a building, we're going to put a, a rounded bumper around the corner of the building so no one can walk mm-hmm. right into the corner. Okay. Uh, we're going to sell seat belt straps for all chairs in all the restaurants and bars uh-huh. so that people can get strapped in. They don't have to worry about following out. Okay. We're going to sell outlet covers. For all the restaurants and bars so they can make sure that no one can stick a fork in any outlets. Uh-huh. Uh, and now you may say, but but what about the danger of Times Square? People want that, right? They, Clearly not. They crave it. No, but they do. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to convert, convert old peep shows into peanut shows where you drop in your money, a curtain draws back to reveal people eating peanuts. Peanuts that many people are very allergic to. <laughs> so watching, so it's the vicarious pleasure of watching eating people eating peanuts, but really only for people who are allergic to peanuts. Uh, they, but you never know who it is. They don't allow any of that in any classrooms anymore. <laughs> no, but I'm what I'm asking is. Uh-huh. Who's going to pay to watch people eat peanuts? Everyone who wants a taste of danger, taste of old Times Square. Uh, and so we're to assume that there are people eating peanuts who could pos- possibly be allergic to them? You don't know. Because they would say, hmm, for minimum wage, uh-huh. I'm going to possibly die. Yeah. This is a great idea. There's a lot of money there. Covering every hard surface with those rubber mats alone is big money. Uh huh. And why are we covering? I w- I was trying to figure out why because are we because we're co- child proofing Times Square. That's the next inevitable that, step okay, in its right. family friendliness. I gotcha. It's got to be so safe that you could you could fall down t- right on your face, right, and just kind of bounce around. So the pedestrian walkway will be walkway will be rubberized. Rubberized. Um. The all the roads will be heated so ice just melts so you can't slip. Yeah. Uh, no bananas allowed. No bananas allowed. No bananas allowed. Yeah. Um, but then people will be living uh, for the danger on the stage. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. See I mean, I peanuts. guess it doesn't necessarily have to just be peanuts. It'll be hermetically sealed, so you're not getting near those you're peanuts. N- if you have a peanut allergy, there's no <laughs> chance of a peanut touching you. No. Um, and if they do, Even there, different ventilations. There will be EpiPens available. Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, that's an idea, man. Yeah. 
it's it's a it's an idea. It's a great one. It is a great idea. There's huge idea. money there. There is. Selling seatbelts to every restaurant and bar in Times Square and theater? I know. So you can strap yourself in? You don't have to worry about falling out? That's true. That's true. The way you were setting it up, I was saying you were going to put Times Square as a ride. In no. my head, it was like a carnival ride where that was going to go up in the air and spin. No, that sounds too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, No. Yeah. You came up with an idea, my friend. That's right. Congratulations on that. Great idea. You did You did your ideas on the plane, right? You did your research on the plane coming from Chicago to New York? I started thinking about it on the plane. Okay. You didn't actually do your research then? Well, how are you going to do the research on the plane? I don't know. You buy... Uh, I was wondering that. I was wondering if you were going to spend the money on the internet on the plane. No way, Jose. But you were formulating your ideas. Yeah. On the plane. It was germinating. While you were sitting there strapped in. Yeah, strapped in. In one of the safest environments in the world. One of the safest environments there is. Yeah. No, makes sense. I'm just trying to think. 40,000 feet above the planet. 40,000 feet above the planet. Yeah. Were you that high? Yeah, we were at 40,000 feet. Really? He said at one point. But it's cold there. It probably was. Outside. Heated inside. Mm. Climate controlled. Yeah. What do you got? All right. So this is a quickie, minor quickies. Okay. All right. But so I was looking at sort of like the history of Times Square, uh-huh. right? And as I was looking at the history of Times Square, I was going back and back and back and back. And I'm always, you know, it's one of those things that's always astounding to me again. And it's because when you walk around New York and it's just asphalt and buildings and concrete uh-huh. and iron mm-hmm. and cars and all of that stuff, you forget that at one point, Manhattan in particular, but all of New York City, but Manhattan w- was woods. Yep. And it it's an island. And at one point, even as people were living here, as, as, as the uh, uh, Brits came over and the, the Dutch came over and started taking over, it was farmland. And uh, uh, horse riding and hunting and fishing and all that stuff. And it reminded me about how many of the sections of New York that there are uh, underground rivers that still flow Mm -hmm. through this city all the time. And buildings are on top of them. And Canal Street was named Canal Street because it used to be a giant canal. Yeah. Spring Street. Spring Street. Uh, uh, you know, there's multiple streets that, I mean, there's a uh, 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 Maiden Lane mm-hmm. was another one, but they did, obviously don't have the name of the river or something like that. But, you know, Canal Street was such a big canal that people actually would row down Canal Street out into the river. Mm-hmm. So I was looking, and in Times Square, there was an area where three streams met and created a beautiful marshland called Great Kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would met, they created the Great Kills, uh, then they ran through what was called Reed Valley, which was this sort of wooded, reedy area that was apparently phenomenal fishing and hunting. Yeah. And then it then ran from there into like a bay basin Right at the Hudson, where 11th Avenue and 42nd Street are okay. currently. These three rivers met 
at 10th Avenue and 40th Street, and it was known as the Great Kills. The Great Kill still runs underneath 10th Avenue and 40th Street. Okay. So this is my plan. All right. And this is going to be a very expandable idea. Like, you can (laughs) make this all over. But I was walking through the uh, Union Square Farmer's Market Uh over the summer. And there was a guy selling honey. And it was honey. He had, uh, uh, what the hell are the honeycombs, bee huts, whatever the apiaries, on roofs all over the city. And he would jar the honey from these apiaries and sell them, obviously, as site-specific. So you had Flatiron honey, Chelsea honey, Mm -hmm. uh, Uptown honey, Harlem honey, West Village Mm -hmm. honey. Harlem honey. That's right. Um, That's what I'm going to start calling you, my Harlem honey. (laughs) Um, uh, Soho honey, et cetera, et cetera. This is my idea. You ready for this? (laughs) Okay. All right. You are going to start. You are going to buy small plot of land. All right. Bit of street. Yeah. At 10th Avenue and 40th Street. Okay. You're going to drill down. Uh huh. You're going to tap that vein. All right. And tap that shit. And you're going to start bottling that water. And you're going to have artisanal, great kills. Eight, but probably Times Square, yeah, Times bottled Square. water, yeah. and you're going to do this. You that's where you're going to start. You're going to start with Times Square bottled water mm-hmm. coming directly from the Great Kill streams mm-hmm. from the New York Underground, from the New York Underground for the New York Underground. That's what it is from the New York Underground for the New York Underground. Yeah, uh, and this is just going to be huge. And you are then going to, with all the money you make from this, you're going to buy property around the city and you're going to tap all the different rivers and you're going to be selling Canal Street water. You're going to be selling Soho water. When you're really going to be in the money, of course, obviously, is when you're going to be selling Brooklyn water, Uh Bushwick water, blah, blah, blah. But this is what you're going to do. You're going to put these great natural resources that we have covered under tons and tons of landfill mm-hmm. and building and iron and stone and human flesh and waste, and you are going to come up with something beautiful yeah. and make a million dollars out from y- it. You know how you could even make more? How? Brew beer with that water. Oh, dude. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. I mean, you're 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 opening a cop. You open up coffee bars where uh-huh. you exclusively use. You tap into it and you bring the water up, and you are the only person in Times Square using the the water from the Great Kills. Okay, for your coffee. Yeah. Oh, there's so many ways <laughs> to get rich off of it. You can start making uh instead of using just regular tap for like. Manhattan brand coffee soda. Uh-huh. You can start using actual Manhattan water. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Big well, money. Should. It's a good idea. Uh you guys. We've just given you two fantastic ideas. Amazing. To make you so wealthy. It's oh, it, it it boggles my mind. Yeah. And it's easy to boggle Noel's mind. Don't get me <laughs> it, wrong. It's pretty easy. Yeah. But that did it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. So we're going to take a moment out for Josh and I. A little us time. Yeah. Enough of you. To gather ourselves. To gather ourselves together. Yeah. To to explore our lifelong dream of selling out to corporate America. Mm -hmm. Times Square did it. Why can't we? Yeah. That's why we're about to go into what we like to call our newest sell segment, Josh Knoll Sellout. We don't like to call it that. In which every week we explore ways we're trying to sell ourselves to corporate America. You know the typical ways. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Josh Get Rich Quick with Josh Knoll show page, hit the sponsor button and pledge an amount, half that money. We'll go to Josh and I mm. and make us rich. I feel myself rubbing nickels together right now. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Good for them. Yeah. They need it. Yeah. They need it. They need it. If you hate us. Who that, that seems such look, that seems like a stretch. If you despise us, I don't think anyone despises if us. If you want to see us dead, you know who despises what? us? Communists and anarchists. That's who despises us. If you're a us. communist, if you're an anarchist, and you hate the idea of us spreading wealth around the world the mm-hmm. way we do, mm-hmm. well, then you know what you do? You go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount one time, reoccurring, up to you. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, it does. None of that money comes to Josh and I. Nope. Thanks for nothing. Damn you. You get to put a note, say, cancel these jerks. Ugh. We hate them. We hate Awful money. people. So that's what you could do. <laughs> if you're a giant corporation like uh-huh. Disney. Yeah. Get in touch. Poland Springs. Poland Springs. Come on. Come on. You can use the idea if you want. Brooklyn Breweries. Oh, boy. Hershey's. Uh Uh-huh. Hershey's. Why Hershey's? Just because they have a store up there? Yeah, because they got a store. So does M&M's. Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you know what to do. You get in touch with us. We sell our souls. We hate you, but it doesn't matter. Because you've got the money, and we have no integrity. <laughs> so we will we will sing your praises to the heavens. Thank you for letting us live our fantasy right there, our dream. Yep. And as thanks, we got another little something special for you in this show. We do. We 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 give you. It, 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 it's absurd the amount of ways we give you to get rich. It's there's something absurd about this show, and and but that's not enough. Nope. No, we keep giving and giving and giving, even if you don't want to take. <laughs> and that's what we're about to do right now. We're about to slide another little mini idea in here this week. Our topic's Times Square, but not this idea. This is something different. Take it away, Josh. <laughs> The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. In fact, I have a friend. He's extremely brilliant. His IQ's over 150. He's very smart. He's traveled the world. He's read thousands of books. He knows calculus and history. He has multiple PhDs, and he's certified in many areas. But he always admits to me that he doesn't feel successful, that he doesn't feel like he's living his purpose, that he's not becoming exactly who he is. 
And my friends, I'm going to share with you exactly what I told them. And it is this. You need order. Because order is the first law of prosperity and success. That's why I recommend reading books and searching for mentors like me. You see, once you highly organize and intelligently direct your specialized knowledge, you become unstoppable. And that's when knowledge becomes power. There you go. That's right. <laughs> for all you people out there that don't think you're becoming exactly who you is, <laughs> that's, that's uh, some sage advice there. I am what I am. Yep. And I is what I, I is. I is what I is. Uh, yep. Find your mentors. Like Daniel Alley. Come on, Daniel Alley, get your ass over here. Get we over want here. Daniel. I'll buy you a pizza. Oh, that should be enough to get anyone over here. I'll buy him. Yeah, I'll but buy like him a New York pizza, pizza, not your fucking Emmett's pizza. I'll get, I'll get him an Emmett's oh. pizza. It's so good. If we were recording in Chicago, if this mm-hmm. was Radio Free Chicago or yeah. Radio Free whatever the town is in Chicago, that's the equivalent of Brooklyn, uh-huh. I would say fine. Get him a Chicago pizza. This is on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are in New York City. You get him a fucking New York pie. I'm thinking outside the box. No, you're not. It's all coming in a box no matter what it is. Oh, waka waka. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Times Square, guys. How are we going to get rich with it? No, well, how? I'm going to tell you another way. Okay. Hit right? Me. Hit For me. all the people that aren't already me. rich. Yeah. Don't listen. Shut off the station right now. Fast forward through the podcast. What's Times Square known for? Uh, Giant freaking signs. Oh, okay. Giant signs. Uh huh. Bright, bright lights. Big signs. Billboards. So bright. So bright, as a matter of fact. Times Square can be seen from outer space. Really? Yep. It's so bright. You know, the only place that compares to Times Square in amount of lights is Las Vegas. Uh, and, and we've still blown away. I got some stats. Yeah. Do you uh, talk about the ordinance in your stats? I don't know what that is. The, the New York City ordinance for Times Square? Nope. So in Times Square, it is a law. Uh-huh. There are ordinances in place that there is that all buildings yeah. in Times Square have to have electric signs. Okay. And there is a minimum required amount of lighting. Really? Yes, minimum required. That was signed in in 1993. There's a minimum required amount of lighting that you are to have. That's ridiculous. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But they make huge money from these signs. Yeah, sure. Uh, One building had said, I'd read about, it was something like 90% empty, and they make $25 million a year on the signs. I was reading when when the electric signs first started going up in the 20s, mm-hmm. I believe, and they became such a huge thing. In a 10-year period of time, the advertising revenue from those signs went up from $25 million a year to $85 million a year. Sure. In the 20s into the 30s. Sure. That's extraordinary amount of money back it is. then. That is. I mean, equivalent of, I guess, probably... High hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars mm-hmm. at, uh, uh, in today's money. Yeah. Anyway. So those lights, uh, they consume 161 megawatts of power per day. Enough to power the country of Turks and Caicos. As in the islands of Turks and Caicos? Yeah. yeah. Uh, enough to power 161,000 average U.S. homes. Wow. Which we're no slouches on, on using power. Nope. 
uh, three times as much power as is consumed in Sierra Leone. Okay. <laughs> Two times the power consumed. I don't think that's by choice necessarily. <laughs> but okay. Two times the power consumed <clears throat> by all the casinos in Vegas. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Cost around 35000 bucks a day. Just the casinos. Does that include the hotels, too, like the buildings? Or I think so. Wow. I think, I think it, they were getting at the whole strip. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's wasteful. It's expensive. So I looked into how to, to cut that, right? How do we make money helping cut that power cost? Well, we can start. Uh, it, this is a phased plan. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to start uh, installing solar panels on the roofs of all the buildings in Times Square. Okay, that's a start. Yep. They generate about 1,000 watts an hour mm-hmm. or 1,000 watt hours. Uh, you can start off uh, with those. Then you're going to take the profit and start installing wind turbines on the roofs of those mm, buildings. Yeah. Uh, the average onshore wind turbine generates 332 times as much power as the solar panels. They cost $48,000 each. Actually, that was a low figure. I saw another one that was like well into the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cost $65,000 to install. And that's somewhere where if it falls, it doesn't matter. It's going to cost... Yeah. A lot of money yeah. to install these puppies on also, top of giant buildings. I, I would also imagine the weight of them yeah. must be extraordinary. Extraordinary. And the way you'd have to shore them up so it doesn't collapse Big the, money. the roof of your building. We're on the same page here, dude. <laughs> Big <laughs> money, right? Uh-huh. So what are you going to do? Are you going to stop there? Let well enough alone? No. No. Because you're not rich enough. Nope. You're going to take the profits from these wind turbines. Mm-hmm. And you are going to build a subterranean nuclear power plant under Times Square. You're going to power the whole thing. It's uh-huh. all your nut now. Safe. So safe. <laughs> Clean power. Didn't I, I have some recollection of uh-huh. uh, uh, doing some research, and I don't remember. Maybe it was in the energy episode, episode twenty something uh-huh. of so two years ago now, okay. something like that, where I had found uh, a company. Two hundred and eight episodes <clears throat> ago. Is that really how yeah. many? Yeah, this is our two hundred twenty eighth episode. Wow, yeah. we're impressive. We are. Um, oh no no no, hundred twenty eighth. No. Yeah. Yeah, I just slipped an extra hundred in there. You didn't you even did. realize. Yeah, yeah, because no, I, I don't know math. Hundo. I guess once a week for yeah. a year is fifty-two, fifty-two, one hundred four. Yeah, okay, yeah, hundred, okay. hundred, whatever. Um, I, I believe it was the energy one. It could have been another one though. Uh-huh. Uh, where I did some research and found that there are people that are actually developing uh, <clears throat> small nuclear reactors. Uh, now we're going to build a giant one. That run entire towns. Yeah. So why couldn't you just have this small one sitting in a basement somewhere? Big one, right under Times Square. 
Big one. Just because it's got to be dangerous. It, no, safe. safe. Well, of course. Yeah. Underground, so it's it, it's mm. away from terroristas. Mm. But no one can be, drive a car into you'll it. You'll be in the rivers and marshland. Hey, that's what it takes. Well, but you're going to fuck up somebody's bottling, water bottling business. No, 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 no. no yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be a war between GRQ listeners there, over there this There will one. be a war. <laughs> there will be a war. You guys war. pick a side. That's right. Which, are you on Team Josh or Team Noel? <laughs> no, not Team Josh or Noel. It's just going to be, we're going to be, it's gonna, we're going to feel really bad, uh-huh. okay, when the guy who takes my, my water bottling idea uh-huh. starts bottling his water, and yeah. then the guy who takes your idea and then starts fucking destroying everything underground, yeah. this guy's water supply, and poisoning it with his uh No, no, no. Your stream is under 40th. Runoff. Under 40th. No, it, We're going to be under 42nd into. to like 45th. Yeah, but it comes from north, south, east, west. It's three streams that come together to one place. We're going to avoid it. You are going to poison that dude or ladies. No. Uh, uh, you guys build your plant well. <sighs> build it well. It's under Times Square. It'll be built well. <laughs> I like the idea that, oh, well, Times Square, that is the obvious symbol of quality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just ask Mr. Sabaro. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the finest pizza uh-huh. in the city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. Nothing screams quality more like, I remember... <laughs> uh, a friend of mine's dad uh-huh. decided, like it was like a last-minute thing, but he desperately needed a new DVD player. Okay, and this was before there were Best Buys. Yeah. This was and and all these things, and the places you would go to, the things were all shut. It was a Saturday, and all these places that you would go for this stuff were kind of owned by Jews, uh-huh. and they were religious Jews, and they would shut down. And so he went up to. Uh, you know this, but for our listeners there who don't know, around Times Square, around the more populated areas where tourists uh, uh, throng, throng, there are all these electronic stores, and they're the biggest fucking ripoffs uh, on the face of the, the universe. The worst. They overcharge. They uh, will swap out things. They will sell you, refurbish things as new, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Well, he decided he needed this fucking DVD player really badly, and he went to the Times Square area to uh, get one of these things, and he buys one, and he dropped like 200 bucks, 250 bucks is when DVD players were very expensive. He brings it back to his house. He opens it up, and it doesn't work, and he can't figure out why it doesn't work. It's not even he's plugging it in. No lights are going on. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. He starts shaking it, uh-huh. and there's no sound whatsoever. And he realizes it doesn't feel like there's any weight to this thing. <laughs> so he opens it up, and it is empty. <laughs> there are no guts inside of this thing whatsoever. So we postulated that it had been used to transport drugs. Probably. And then they were just reselling this bu- this case, yeah. this DVD case. He brought it back there. They would not give him his money back. Uh-huh. They said, we don't know what you're talking about. They said they... They change what they do is they get report these places get reported to the Better Business Bureau so often that they just keep changing their corporations uh-huh. constantly. And so, like every week, these companies are just changing their corporations and saying they're new management and they're not responsible for taking this stuff back. Uh-huh. It's an in- incredible scam. But yeah, that made me think of that. 
It made me think about quality, Times Square and quality. Yeah, hey, Tad Steakhouse, finest steak in the city. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Is that still there? Is Tad still there? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That was like fucking a big hunk of gristle, yeah. fire-grilled gristle. But where else can you get a steak for six ninety five? Exactly. With potatoes and all that kind of stuff. You know what's great in Times Square? Margones. Love it. What's Margones? Oh, dude. Margones is a Cuban uh, lunch counter. That is fantastic. Really? Yeah. Don't tell everyone about it because you'll blow it for... There's a, there's a line up in there. Already? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can find it. Where is it in Times Square proper? Or is it sort 46 of 46 between... Uh, at that point, I guess it's 7th and Broadway. No, 7th and uh, 6th. Yeah, you know those. Is it inside a building? Like, is it in one of those things that you? Because no. no. there used to be, it used to be a thing that. Uh, in like the loading dock or something. Like, like right, Mexican there would be a little restaurant, yeah. like Cuban, Spanish, Mexican, because yeah. that's where all the guys worked, and they would get these big plate lunches for yeah. no money at all. There's, there's, a, there's still a few a lot of them around, around still, yeah. and you can always get some good Caribbean food in there. Yeah. You know, uh, Caribbean Latin. Anyway, that anyway. was a solid idea, Noel. Yeah, thanks. Because you know. Nuclear reactor under Times Square. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing there. could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Nothing there. could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing there. could go wrong. It could be the basis of a movie uh-huh. that someone puts a like on on the ball. Uh-huh. When the ball hits zero, there's a trigger that blows up the nuclear reactor under Times Square. <laughs> that would be a great basis right. for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're doing the terrorist job for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Anyway, it's a great what do you idea. got? All right, so this is what I got. Times Square. Yeah. I hate it now. Okay. I mean, not that I ever loved Times Square, yeah. but I really hate it now. Sure. To me, you know, you walk around Times Square, it is Disney-fied. Yeah. It is Vegas. Yeah. It is... They have signs now telling you where you can walk and where you can stop walking to watch things. Really? Yes. I don't, oh, I'm glad I don't ever go up there. Look, I go up there now, and I hate it every second of it. It's so crowded now. Uh-huh. It's so obscenely crowded, and I have issues with personal space. Okay. So it's, that place just does not do it for me. But it's, it's one of those deals now where it's like, it's a mall. Right, you look up and there's the M M&M and M shop right across the street from the Hershey's, mm-hmm. and you know for years you also had uh, the the Disney store, mm-hmm. and you had there's the Hello Kitty Emporium, mm-hmm. and there's AMC movie theaters, mm-hmm. and just whatever it is, it is just a giant mall in the middle of a city. Yep, it's not the Times Square I grew up with. Okay, certainly not the Times Square that people think of. No. When they think of New York City and Times Square, the iconic Times Square. And it's gone through various permutations, all sort of of the same thing. Yeah. So here was my idea. Okay. Really simple. You're going to open up an amusement park. It's just going to be called Times Square. All right. And you're going to walk through, and you're gonna. it's going to be kind of like a Westworldy thing where you can choose the era that you want to be in. It's an adult amusement park, obviously. Uh, you're going to choose the era that you want to be a part of. Uh, whether it be the 30s, the 20s, the teens, you know, but, and you will live that life in Times Square. Yeah. You will see all the great performers in all the great theaters, and you will have, you know, for those of you that watch The Deuce, uh, they've done a fine job of recreating Times Square up in Washington Heights. Mm Mm-hmm. You will walk through the seedy streets of Times Square where pimps and addicts try to hustle you, but you'll show off your street smarts in an actually safe environment and not feel like 
you are uh, uh, going to actually be in any danger, mm-hmm. but still have that thrilling feeling of being in danger and walking through a city that existed at one time. That's right. And uh, it's uh, just Times Square Entertainment, Times Square Theme Park, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Hookers available for you at your beck and call. Whatever you want. It's Times Square, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, So, guys, if you want to get in touch with us and give us some ideas for shows, some uh, comments, some praise, give us money. You can get us on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. Uh, you can email us at GRQWithJoshAndNoel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQJoshNoel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You can do that everywhere. You can get a podcast. And if you only listen to podcasts of us, we urge you to tune in to Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around after. Listen to... It's all nice and nice and Hellwave after that, our metal show. But, guys, at this point, you have a lot of money. What are you going to do with that money? You don't want to walk around with it. You might get mugged. That's true. So uh, Josh is going to tell us what we're going to do with that money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. Paul Newman was a beloved Oscar-winning actor, and the chance to own his old watch came at a steep price. The stainless steel Daytona Rolex became the most expensive wristwatch of all time when it sold for $17.8 million at auction. The watch was a part of the winning icons collection, and before the timepiece went on the auction block, was valued at $1 million. Part of what makes the watch extra special is that it was a gift from his wife, Joanne Woodward. After the pair co-starred in the 1969 movie Winning, Newman began another career racing cars. The watch was personalized by Woodward and says, drive carefully, me. He wore the watch for years until 1984 when he gave it to James Cox, his daughter Nell Newman's boyfriend. Cox kept the watch for all these years, but as prices went up, decided it was time to sell. A significant portion of the proceeds will go to the Nell Newman Foundation. This. So there you go, $17.5 million for a, a watch. Yeah, I bought that thing for five bucks in Times Square from some dude. Yeah, you did, It was, but yours said Bolex. <laughs> uh, anyway, Noel. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten rich. We have. We have gotten fantastically rich, so rich that we're not even going to get our rules this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to let the facts be the facts. You're rich now. That's right, from Times Square. So I just want to say uh, Happy New Year to happy, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. And for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Quick.